gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Welcome back to My Two Cents Podcast, episode 55, which is the title, Same Stuff, Different Year. I'm your host, G2. And before I get into the topic today, I want to wish a condolences to Betty White. R.I.P. Betty White. Betty White's death was confirmed by her agent on Friday, New Year's Eve, and she was only three weeks away from being 100 years old. That is a long uh, lifespan, so basically she died at 99. Um, there's been no like official ruling of how she died, but I'm just going to say it. She died of not natural causes. In my personal opinion, there would already been some type of stuff saying that she had some type of illness or anything. There hasn't been anything, so I'm just going to go with uh, natural causes. Betty White was known for her roles on the Mary Tyler Moore show and most famously known for being Rose on the Golden Girls. Um, she got a, her, well, Walk of Fame star in 1995. And no, she was actually in the Television Academy Hall of Fame in 1995, but she did get a, her star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Um, This doesn't really shock me that much, to be honest with you, because... It's kind of been a running thing with people like, okay, when is Betty White going to go? But I still do, like, I'm not going to say that she didn't live a long life. For the love of God, she spent 75 years in show business, ladies and gentlemen. She's seen a lot of people come and go. She was around when Michael Jackson and Prince came up. She was around with Elvis. She was around with Kurt Cobain. She was around with all these people were at their top prominence while she was still in Hollywood. She, she was around with some of the how uh, the top of the top Hollywood execs and Hollywood actors still being around. Imagine this. She was around when Heath Ledger was around. She was around with Robert Downey Sr. was still around. She was around with Cicely Tyson was around. She was around with, I mean, there's so many names you could just throw out that she was around and she literally outlived them. And I just want to say that this should not be a somber deal. Yes, she did pass away. Yes, it is a sad thing when people do pass. Let's not uh, try to uh, diminish that. But she was 99 years old. Three weeks from 100. Yes, we would have loved to just hit that 100 mark. But come on, 99, that's that's a long time. You shouldn't shed no tears. Yes, have, some, have a tear roll down your eye. But always remember, you can always pop in the Golden Girls. You can pop in Mary Tyler Moore Show. You can pop in... Uh, hot in Cleveland, because that was like her last little, uh, that was her last time being on like a television show, like as a, a cast member, but either way, Betty White had a long, fulfilling career, this is not to diminish her, this is straight up, this is a, listen, don't shed no tears, she did fine, and trust me, she is okay, she's at peace, I believe so, and if, trust me, you make it to 99 with the career that Betty White did, she was always smiling, laughing whenever you see her in interviews she was cracking jokes and everything else trust me i have a feeling that she lived a good and fulfilled life and i just want to say uh rest in peace to um betty white
now that with that out of the way, let me give you the food, uh, national food days for the week. Uh, today, January the 2nd, it is Buffet Day. Tomorrow, January the 3rd, it is Chocolate Covered Cherry Day. January 4th, Spaghetti Day. January 5th, Whipped Cream Day. January 6th, Shortbread Day and also Bean Day. January 7th, Tempura Day. And January 8th, English Toffee Day. Now, with all that out of the way, the reason why I entitled the same stuff different years because what I'm basically going to read off with you is basically almost like updates to certain topics that I did talk about uh, last year. But yeah, it's just basically going to give you some updates. I'm going to talk about like a certain topic that did not get covered uh, last year that just happened this week. But without a shot of a, without a further ado, let's get on with it. Um, This week, we found out that Galene Maxwell, she was found guilty for while well, she was convicted for luring uh, teenage girls to be sexually abused by Jeffrey Epstein. Um, jurors took five full days before finding Maxwell guilty for five out of her six counts. And each of the charges ranges from five to 40 years in prison, which means that she could be facing majority, well, her whole entire life inside a jail cell. It's all about the, I believe it's all now up to the uh, the judges um, perspective on what he finds in the law if he wants to send her in for 40 years for each count or give a mixture of each count and combine it all up and consecutively, more or less, all these charges are going to be uh, served consecutively. So Maxwell is more or less, more than likely going to be spending her time inside a jail cell and spending the rest of her life inside a jail cell as well. Now, I will say this. I did call it that they would uh, find her guilty on a Wednesday, but not literally a whole week later. I thought that they would find her guilty last week before Christmas came up. The same way they found uh, Kim Potter guilty. I thought that was going to happen literally within the exact same week. I was completely wrong, and I was wondering as this week was going on, and I didn't hear nothing about this. I thought, okay, Galene Maxwell is going to get off. She's going to get off. And I was completely shocked because, again, when you get a story like this in a trial like this with a guy that killed himself, quote unquote, um, with Jeffrey Epstein and his backstory of him messing around with young girls on a um island and he's a billionaire uh type of like accountant or whatever he was to billionaires and millionaires. He was a person of real, real good interest to get into that higher up social circle, aka the back channels of what we never see our celebrity uh, socialites be doing out here. Jeffrey Epstein was the guy. Galene Maxwell was his girlfriend around the time whenever all this stuff was going around. And Galene would also, like, lure these girls into um, coming to this island and partaking in certain activities, if you will, with Jeffrey Epstein and possibly other celebrities or other socialites that were on this island. To me... I thought this was a slam dunk situation because we got Jeffrey Epstein uh, killing himself and then we get Galene Maxwell. So now it all goes down onto her. We got uh, women coming up to testify and talking about them being abused in their teenage years in the 1990s and even in the early 2000s. I would have thought that, OK, last week we would have easily closed the book on this chapter, found her guilty. 
But once I started to wait and not hear about nothing this week, it just really made me question everything. I was like, okay, she must really have some back pockets for somebody to like find her not guilty right about now. But without a shred of a doubt, they did find her guilty. So I don't know where this leaves us now. Will people now start to go after Prince uh, Andrew now? Because again, he was a part of the whole situation where people were questioning and looking into who were at this island. And even then, you had girls, well, now women, talking about how Andrew was there. And if that is the case that Andrew was there, I have a feeling that we're going to have people in the royal palace over there in England trying to like stop them from even... Uh, getting Andrew. I think Andrew's going to go on a real big, like long sabbatical somewhere where nobody could find him. Because again, if Andrew was there and we have photos there, photos stating that he was there and it comes out that he actually did have an affair with a younger female at that island years ago, that could put a real black eye on the royal monarchy and the royal family. We already saw how they dealt with uh, black eyes literally last year with the whole Meghan Markle and Prince Harry uh, situation whenever they did the whole interview with Oprah Winfrey. We saw how the British uh, entertainment business took took that. We saw how the monarchy had their little spokespeople come out and say little things here and there. I mean, the monarchy is a big establishment and she has been holding the queen herself has been holding that crown for decades so it's going to be a real real funny thing now because i think that's the literally their next person i think they're going after now since they slam dunked it on glean maxwell i think we're going to see uh people start to go after prince andrew and whenever that happens it's going to be funny again i think we're not going to find him at all i don't think people are going to find those, find Andrew at all. So that's just that on the Galeen Maxwell. I also want to talk about this. And this is also coming off of the uh, Jeffrey Epstein situation. The New York federal uh, prosecutors have officially decided to drop the charges against the two officers, the two correctional officers who were on duty when Jeffrey Epstein died by suicide in federal lockup in um, August of 2019. Um, Again, this is also, I think this is going into deep pockets here. And this is deep pocket situation. How are you going to drop the charges on two of the correctional officers who were supposedly supposed to look after a big high profile criminal that they had in their clutches? Think about it. I don't know if you would say that this was a fumble. I don't know if you're saying that somebody put their hand in the cookie jar and paid off some government officials to say, hey, yo, uh, let these two officers go. I don't know what the deal is, but to me, it seems pretty fishy that we're letting two correctional officers literally off the hook when Jeffrey Epstein died. And I'm using air quotes here because, again, if you look at Jeffrey Epstein, nothing about him reads, OK, I'm going to kill myself when I get to prison. It looks like he was just a guy that was a rich guy that got caught and he just went to jail. And I thought that personally he was going to get out because of some type of, again, big time money difference between everybody in the rest of the world and somebody like a Jeffrey Epstein. Yes, there's people that have money and they go to jail or they face some type of crime and then like, oh my God, they got to deal with time. 
Jeffrey Epstein, no. It just seems really weird to me how he, and when I say Jeffrey Epstein or somebody like him, somebody that's in the social light, not even in the social light, he was a background guy because I knew nothing about the man. But somehow when everything comes out, he has an island, he has uh, celebrities and other other people come to his island when you see photos of people of high celebrity role, like high up celebrities at this place. It's just weird to me how he goes to jail and, okay, suicide. When nobody's watching, the cameras are not around, the two correctional officers are asleep or whatever the uh, case that they want to throw up to you. It just seems weird to me that when you look and read about Jeffrey Epstein's final lasting days, okay, suicide. The animal suicide watch. That just doesn't make sense to me. But again, I could be completely wrong, and I'm always open to being wrong. It just doesn't seem that way to me. But again, hey, Jeffrey Epstein is dead. That's the one thing that we do all know, and we all can't confirm on this. And that um, Glee Max was going to jail. How long? I don't know. If I was a bed man, I should you going to be in there for the rest of her life. But again, everything can always change at a drop of a dime. And we're just going to have to see. On to the next topic. The next topic comes from the New York Times as it reads, Virginia sues town of Windsor, accusing it of discriminatory policing. As it reads, Virginia's attorney general filed a lawsuit Thursday against the town of Windsor, seeking changes in policing and saying that his office's months-long investigation uncovered evidence of discriminatory unconstitutional policing. The Windsor police came under scrutiny after an incident in December 2021 of police officers threatened and pepper sprayed Caron Nazaro, a black and Latin, Latino military officer at a traffic stop and encounter that was caught on camera. Remember, that was the uh, office, that was the military officer who got pulled over and he was asking, okay, why am I getting pulled over? And the officer would never ever tell him why. And so which led to an officer basically spraying him in the face after the man was basically complying with everything. And he talked about how he had a service dog in the back. And I believe a service dog, he was always, the officer was looking after his uh, dog. And he said, can you just please look after my dog? And some other kind of garbage happened. Anyway, continuing on, uh, Virginia's, Virginia's Attorney General Mark Herring said in a statement that while our investigation was spurred by egregious treatment against Lieutenant Nazaro, that we all saw in body cam footage, we discovered that this incident was indicative, indicative of much larger problems within the department. The investigation revealed huge disparities in enforcements against African-American drivers and a troubling lack of policies and procedures to prevent discriminatory or unconstitutional policing, the statement said. This was the first time the state of Virginia has sued a law enforcement agency under a new law that gives the attorney general the right to do so in cases involving civil rights violations. About 2,600 people live in Windsor, a town roughly 70 miles southeast of Richmond. See, this right here makes me, it doesn't make me angry. Not at all. Because we all know how police officers in the black community and everything work. Police and black people, police in the black community, we just don't mix, we don't gel. We are literally oil and water. It's not going to change until we see a lot of officers get out of uh, position, they either get fired or they go to jail or some of that magnitude. It's never going to change, all right? 
And when it does change, I hope I'm around to say, you know what, I've been here, I was around to see when it was bad, and I mean bad, bad, to where it's now acceptable to see a police officer in your neighborhood and you don't have to run. It's acceptable to see a police officer and they can just talk to you without you thinking that they're trying to do something to you or they're trying to catch you in something. See, I would love to see that, but right now, I don't see that right now. I'm glad that we're starting to get, like, officials at least coming out to say, hey, yo, we did some digging, there's some dirtiness, which I'm pretty sure uh, they knew about, but since they got body camera footage, it took, like, all right, we're going to put our foot into it, all right, you guys couldn't handle this, we're going to handle it for you, and again, I'm not mad it is finally getting done. We're starting to see police officers getting taken down uh, little by little, and I can't wait for it to happen more, because again, I've said it previous episodes constantly, when you're a police officer, you have an important job because you hold the badge and the gun. The badge is for authority. People are supposed to respect the badge and you guys can get away with the badge and killing somebody because you can kill somebody with that gun and take somebody's life and hide behind the badge. And that used to be the old thing back in the day and it still goes around now. Police officers killing people and now they're hiding behind the badge. But now we're starting to see people in high places or even people in now the police uh departments start to like nah I ain't rocking with homeboy over here we gotta get him out of here because he's making our department look bad and it's not good and I'm cool with that I'm cool with that type of situation I'm cool with people starting to now um get pulled out and now they're starting to get tests out here they're starting to now get questioned like yo you know you weren't supposed to do that why are you doing that why did you do that why did you uh mess with this person this person wasn't doing it unto us he they were doing it unto you but you ended up being a dickhead toward the person i'm glad we're now starting to see police officers starting to get reprimanded for doing something that was against policy that's against morality that's against your legit job that's supposed to be protect and serve your people of your community not just certain people, we know the certain people I'm talking about here, and harass the minorities. It's not cool. So I'm glad we're starting to see that. I hope something gets done by that. I hope that uh, the guy loses his job. I'm just hoping something gets done, bro, because again, this isn't right, and I'm going to constantly say that every time, this isn't right, but I do want to say congratulations to Mark Herring for finally uh, doing something the Virginia Attorney General. I'm glad for that. I'm glad this is finally getting uh, done. And with all that being said, yo, it is what it is to me now. I just got to wait to see, all right, what we're going to do about it. What's going to happen? Are we going to cancel out the whole police department and start everybody from scratch? Or are we going to bring people in from other territories to try to retrain you guys like children? What are we going to do? I don't know. But I'm going to be watching my eye on this, well, whenever it pops back up, because again, this is still the new year, and people are going to do stupid things on the new year, and I'm not sure if we're going to hear about this until probably about the, probably towards uh, spring, or probably towards summer, because that's whenever stories like this pop up again, but we'll have to see about that. I just wanted to bring that to you guys' attention. Now into a new, new, now into a new news story. This comes from ABC News. 
As it reads, father allegedly drove 14-year-old son to store to commit murder, police say. As it reads, a father and his 14-year-old son has been charged with capital murder in the killings of three teenagers at a convenience store on December 26, according to Garland Police Department in Texas. A fourth teenager was injured in the attack. 33-year-old Richard Acosta has been arrested in connection with the incident after turning himself into GPD. His bond has been set to $1 million. Police are now searching for 14-year-old Abel Elias Acosta, who allegedly shot and killed three teens and injured another. According to surveillance footage, as described by officials, Abel exited his father's pickup truck and opened the door to the convenience store, firing his gun several times and striking the victims. He got back in the truck, which then fled at a high rate of speed, GPD said in a press release. Abel is described as a light-skinned Hispanic male with dark hair, brown eyes, approximately 5'5 in height, and weighing around 125 pounds, according to the police. Police say the investigation is ongoing. Detectives believe he is evading arrest, and officials are asking for public's assistance. Motive has not yet been discovered, according to the officials. Uh, that is wild to me, man. That's wild. Um, the boys that he killed were a 14-year-old, a 16-year-old, a 17-year-old, and the one that's injured is a 15-year-old. So, my man was just ringing off and trying to kill people. Alright, let me stop this right here. I don't know what the deal is. This happened like a day after Christmas. This is what the report is reading. The day after Christmas, they lost their loved ones. Yep. A day after Christmas, shooting went down. So these kids, they got killed. They enjoyed Christmas, and then the next day, pop, 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 pop. They are now gone off this earth. That is sad. I I have to blame the parent on this one. The man who drove his son to the convenience store. He's now arrested. And when you look at his... Mugshot, and I'll have it on my Instagram for you to see it. When you look at his mugshot, he looks like he is smiling, and that is sickening to me. That's sickening. You drove your son to a convenience store to kill kids, to kill teenagers, to kill other individuals. What are you? What were you trying to accomplish? Did your kid tell you some type of story about they were bothering him? Did your what was it? Because you guys had to do some type of searching or some type of digging to even know to go to this convenience store to find and kill these children, to kill these teenagers, if you will. What what type of person, what type of individual, what type of parent would say, hey, yo, get in my truck. We're going to go there. We're going to have you. You're going to you can kill them, son. You can do what you got to do. What type of parent does that? A parent doesn't allow that to happen. A parent doesn't allow their kid to throw their life away by killing other teenagers, to kill their other peers. A parent doesn't allow that to happen. A parent doesn't want their kid to now be on the run. A parent doesn't want them, their kid to have to deal with, you took somebody's life, son, or daughter, in other instances when we know that uh, little girls have killed other people. Parents will never ever obliged to that and if you oblige your kid killing somebody yo dog 
I don't know what's up with you. I don't know what to say about you. I don't know. In this instance, there hasn't been no motive to say what happened. It's just saddens me. Again, I understand we are living in a crazy time. And when we live in a crazy time, ladies and gentlemen, you get crazy things happening every day in the world. And when crazy things happening in this world, we got to take our we got to take every opportunity as it comes to us as a blessing and as a um time to be grateful. Because those three kids got to spend holiday their Christmas day, literally with their loved ones or their friends or whatever the case may be, get gifts, and then the next day, killed by a 14-year-old who was drove by his father to go kill these three teenagers. That's sad. That's sad. That's sick. That's twisted. I just don't get it. It would never... It would never ever register to me how a parent would be okay with doing this. A parent is okay with buying their kid a gun. No, your kid's not. Your kid's not in the right headspace to carry a gun. If I'm gonna make a stance, I'm gonna make a stance right now. I think kids shouldn't be holding guns right now. I think right now, in this time, in this era that we're in. Kids should not be holding guns. I say if you're at the age of 18, you get to hold a gun, you get to use a gun, because you want to know why? You're out of high school then, and you got a driver's license, so guess what? You're more than likely going to be driving around doing whatever you got to do at the age of 18. And that's whenever America, the actual America body and the government system, will call you an adult. And if you don't believe me, ask this question. How long, or to what age... Does a parent, no matter it be a man or female, because yes, females are doing it now. What is the age that they stop paying um, child support if their kid doesn't go to college? The answer is 18 years old. The kid is on, got until 18, and if they go to college, then the parent will continue to pay up. But if the kid doesn't go to college, that kid is literally 18 years old, and that's it. They stop playing child support right then and there. So, this kid is not an adult. This kid is a kid. He still has childish ideas. He has no adult thinking. Yes, people might say, he's a teenager. He should know. He knows this and that. He's not a child no more. He's still a child, ladies and gentlemen. You throw a 14-year-old out here in this world, this cold, cold world, especially this crazy, deranged world that we're living in now, with technology at their fingertips and everything else, people can easily get to you at any time if they really want to, if we're really going to be honest with you this year. If you throw a 14-year-old out here right now, this 14-year-old won't know what to do. There are kids right now that are right now, as I'm speaking to you, are in college right now without their parents, and they're learning on the fly to try to find out their way what to do because their parent doesn't want them back at the crib. Their parents say, you know what, once you got your education, you're down there or wherever you're at, you're at your college. Guess what? 
Don't come back to me. Don't come over to me because you're an adult now. You got to fly. You got to do what you got to do. You call me for this and that, but don't ask me for favors. You can't run. You can't live back with me. All that type of things. But this is a 14-year-old out here right now. He's literally fleeing and trying to, he's fleeing on foot. This is not so crazy to me. How we are, how we gave, how this father gave his kid a gun and just said, yo, shoot, start, go, go, go ahead and do, take care of that. No, he's not an adult. He doesn't have an idea of an adult. He doesn't have the mindset of an adult yet. He, no, a 14 year old doesn't, a 15 year old doesn't, 16 year old doesn't, 17 year old doesn't, 18 year old in the eyes of the law, in the eyes of the government they will say you're an adult at the age of 18. That's the only reason why I say if you are 18 years old, that's when you can start holding a gun because that's whenever the government will consider you as an adult legally, fully as an adult. I just don't understand it. I don't understand how a father can say and do this and allow this to happen. Again, this guy is sick. I'm looking at the photo, constantly just staring at me in the face and with him with a smug smile on his face. It just creeps me out personally, dog. There are people out here that will literally let their kid be on the path of destruction and just be cool with it. And as long as, hey, they the kid took care of whatever you got to take care of. No, no, no. This is whenever you should have parents or some type of person in your corner as the guidance to tell you, hey, yo, this ain't the path for you. We don't need to be doing that. We need to uh, do something else. And whatever that, whatever it else is, they figure it out. They get it done because you don't want your kid to be out here doing something that's going to damage them and more than likely take their whole life away from them. And that's exactly what happened with this little kid here. I'll be waiting to see what type of motive uh, they're going to say because this kid's going to get caught. And when he gets caught, we're going to wait a couple of days to find out the motive. He's going to have to have a lawyer on him. And once the lawyer pops, we're going to find the motive out. Just like we're still waiting on the um, kid shooting at the schoolhouse. We still haven't found a motive yet. More than likely, it's going to be a bullying motive for the kid at the schoolhouse. This one, I'm not so sure. Because this didn't happen at a school. This, didn't, well, this wasn't a school shooting incident. This was a convenience store shooting incident. So I don't know what type of excuse you can use for this right here. I don't know. But again, I'll keep you guys updated whenever I uh, happen to see it. Uh, let me talk about this right now because we are in the new year here. We're on the second day of the new year and we're dealing with uh, COVID still to this day. And let me say this right now. I don't like how we are now still dealing with the time differences of COVID. And let me make this perfectly clear. When I'm saying the time differences, remember at the beginning in two years ago, 2020, whenever COVID started hitting over here in America, we had a lockdown. We got locked down and it was reported that if you had COVID, you had to be uh, isolated for 14 days. Cool. You got that. Cool, it wasn't cool to be isolated, but you know, 14 days, and then after that, you know you're at least the COVID uh, bug or virus or whatever. It's more than likely out your body out of those 14 days. That was the protocol. That was the call that the CDC gave us. Time flies by. They decide to lower it down from 14 to 10, and people are still saying, okay, they just dropped it down by four more days. 
cool, fine. That's still technically basically two whole weeks because if you go by work uh, weekday weeks, Monday through Friday, five days, and if you work in the schooling and education or in the, in the banks type situation, Monday through Friday, five and five, 10, and then you got the weekend off that's still consecutively 14 days. So, I mean, you're still good. There's still technically two weeks, still technically, right? Now with the new rule of COVID is, well, the CDC has uh, put out that they have now decided that they're going to take down the days from 10 to five if you don't have symptoms and if you wear a mask around for the other at least five more days and that might sound confusing to you so let me hit you with this if you have tested positive for covid right and you got the vaccine um you don't have to technically isolate for 10 days it'll be for five days you have to isolate if you don't have the symptoms and you have to wear the mask for the other five days. So technically, you're still doing 10 days, but five inside the house and five outside the house if you have the mask on. I'm not rocking with that. I'm not feeling it. And that's if you have the vaccine. Now, if you don't have the vaccine, more or less, you got to spend all those times inside the house. I, mm, I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling it, dog. It's not for me. I'm used to the days where A.O., just sit there, relax. You know what the time is. Two years ago, it was simple for everybody to understand it. You sat in your house for 14 days. You get it done. Then after that, you get the test done again. And it voila, you come out negative. You start going back to whatever you were doing again. Now we're starting to dip our feet into the test and water pool here. Whether, okay, is it five days? Okay, we got vaccinated. Then five days with the mask on when you're outside as long as you keep the mask on, and if you don't uh, have the symptoms. What? See, it needs to be a one standard thing. Standard. Standard situation. Sit your butt inside the house. Period. Don't try to make all these loopholes for people to dodge in and dodge out. Wasn't that your big concern the first time whenever you guys start saying, get the vaccine? Wasn't that the thing? Get the vaccine, because if you get the vaccine, you're lessening the chances of people dying out here. You're being selfish if you don't get the vaccine. You're being selfish. You should be looking out for everybody else. Well, I'll be damned. Aren't you being selfish right now if you have the vaccine and you have COVID? And you sit in your house for five days, but you come out with the mask on for five other days? Isn't that being damn near selfish? I could swore, because if somebody happens to catch COVID from a person that is vaccinated, and they have a mask on, and people say, well, Joe, they have the mask. How can they still... Let's not try to act dumb here. Let's not try to act like this thing can't find a way out. You remember, your mask can only cover your nose and your mouth. It ain't like your mask is all the way 100% airtight on your face. It has some little openings that the particles can easily seep out. And especially if you want to really get personal with it, you can sit inside somebody, inside somebody else's house. Excuse me. Inside somebody else's house that you're friends with or that you're close with. You sit in their house, take your mask off your face. You can say, hey, yo, I'm vaccinated, but I have the COVID, but there's nothing. Uh, I'm not having no symptoms. But just that alone right there, and people now knowing about the CDC, they can still say, oh, okay, fine. I'm, I'm vaccinated too. You're not knowing if they were in dire needs when they got the vaccine or not. You can sit there, talk to them, transfer that COVID virus over to them. And now, even though they got the vaccine, people are now still dying with 
COVID even if they got the vaccine. Again, ladies and gentlemen, I'm just saying the CDC is damn near stupid. They should keep it one thing and one thing only. Keep it simple. Keep it simple, stupid. That's all it is. Stay in your house for 10 days. Stay inside your house for 10 days. Take those 10 days to meditate on yourself. Get yourself together. People might say, Gerald, I don't need those 10 days. Yes, you do. Okay? It's better than 14. Okay? Take those 10, sit down, relax, breathe. Don't try to just want to get up and roll around because that's the reason why they're doing this. They want people to still get up and roll around because people have lost money. The government, the big fat rats have lost money in 2010. In the middle of 2021, people were out here, outside, doing their daily back in 2019 business before COVID came over here and ran roughshod and started spraying everybody with a Gatling gun and taking everybody out. I'm just going to call a spade a spade here. The CDC is working with the government, obviously, but they're working something nasty out here that people are not understanding what it is. Sure, take your vaccine. Take it, get the booster, do what you do, do what you will. That's all in your prerogative. But for the love of God, I don't care what they say. Stay inside your house for 10 days if you had the if you have COVID, if you test positive somehow, some way. Okay? Stay inside your house. Don't take those five days inside the house and five days walking around with the mask. Don't do that because you are endangering other individuals. And I could have swore that's what we all were trying to not do. I could have swore we were all trying not to endanger other individuals out here in this world and in, on this planet. But again, I'm just a guy here watching everything happen. And once it pops out that AEO, uh, you guys are going to have to stay in the house for 10 days. We were wrong with the five or five. Trust me, that's going to happen. And I want you guys to also peep game on this too. Canada is starting to lock down some of its areas over there. And if Canada is locking down some of his areas and it's above us, best believe that Omicron, that high situation that's roaming up there in Canada is taking things out and making people get locked down their stuff again. Best believe it's coming down over here into America. It's going to happen. And guess what? People are going to have to lock down over here in America. And you're going to really have to sit in your house again. So take my advice now. Start getting with yourself again. It's going to almost be 2020 again. But this time is going to be a shortened situation with it being a bigger difference in 2020 because 2020 we didn't have the vaccine yet this year, 2022 you have the vaccine but you also have knowledge you also know how you can kill time 2020 you didn't know how to kill time you had all this time to you that you never had before so now take this time to just better yourself know what you know please be safe out here that's all i care about with that all right another thing i wanted to give you guys an update about I talked to you guys, I believe, two episodes ago about a truck driver being sentenced to 110 years. Uh, the truck driver's sentence has been reduced now down to 10 years thanks to uh, the Colorado uh, listening to uh, family and advocates, people basically um, signing a petition for him to basically get his thing dropped down from 110 years to 10 years. Uh, they did that Thursday, and I'm happy to see this because, again, you know, that is wild. But he's also uh, granted, they're granting him parole, eligibility for parole on December 30th of 20, 2026. So that's another uh, four years from now. I'm glad that because that was nothing but a brake failure. That was not his fault how people died in this 
uh, tragic, and I mean tragic, tragic accident. Let's not try to get it twisted. People did die, and I'm wondering how they're feeling, how people are feeling, uh, loved ones that have died in this. I wonder how they're feeling about this man now getting 10 years instead of a bigger sentence. But again, I don't care to a degree about how they feel. I understand we got to take their feelings into consideration, but if it's brake failure, dog, that's not him like being wild on the road and like drinking with a DUI and smashing into vehicles. That's not none of that. No, that is a brake failure. That is something going on with the machine. That has nothing to do with him. So I'm glad he's dropped it down from 110 years to 10 years because, I mean, obviously, they're going to have to make him still pay some type of uh, grievance for driving the vehicle that happened to kill individuals. But it's better than 110 years. It's better than 32 years. Shoot, it's better than 25 years. He only got 10, and he's eligible for parole now in 2026. And probably even shorter if they give him, like, uh, good behavior because you know how that stuff works. That's going to be easy. This is going to be pie for him, if I'm going to be honest. But it all depends on who. Uh, I just hope that he doesn't run into somebody that was a family member of somebody that he killed. Because if that happens, then I can see him having a rough time in jail for those di- for those years until he's eligible for parole. But if not, if he has a smooth uh, sailing, I hope he does. Because, again, brake failure. Not his fault. But they're going to make him pay the consequences for this type of situation. But again, I just want to say I congratulate him for that. Uh, I'm glad that uh, the ruling got overturned, that the governor saw it, and he took care of that. So I'm glad that Governor Jared uh, Paulus took care of that, the governor of Colorado. And um, I'm just happy about that. Another guy's uh, life is going to be saved instead of being wasted time in prison for Something that, well, shouldn't have happened because of a machine failure. On to the next topic. The next topic I want to talk about is Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre is now forced to pay his ex-wife, Nicole Young, $100 million in divorcement settlements. And, and it'll be in two installments of $50 million as part of their property settlement agreement. He'll pay the first half this year and the second half next year. So... $50 million in 2022, he has to pay her, and then in 2023, he has to pay her the other $50 million. And he has also agreed to give over more than one-fifth of his fortune and roughly half of his liquid assets also in the settlement. So, there you have it there. Nicole Young is going to be a rich, rich lady. Congratulations for her. And Dr. Dre is going to be a rich, rich man after this. this is going to be a drop in the bucket for him because he is Dr. Dre. I mean, there's no more to be said here. Um, I just hope both of these parties are able to now go about their way. Dr. Dre be happy. Nicole Young be happy. And uh, let's hope that nothing more comes uh, out of this. I want to talk about two more topics before I get out of here. The next topic I want to talk about is The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, big guy. Uh, It's reported that Dwayne Johnson rejects Vin Diesel's peace offering and won't be returning to Fast uh, and Furious 10. And this... uh, and this is coming from an interview that he had with CNN. Um, Dwayne Johnson said that I was shocked. I was very surprised by Vin's recent posts. Johnson said this past June, when Vin and I actually connected over social media, I told him directly and privately that I would not be returning to the franchise. I was firm yet cordial with my words and said that I would always be supportive of the cast and always root for the franchise to be successful, but that there was no chance I would return. 
I privately spoke with my partners at Universal as well, all of whom were very supportive as they understand the problem. Vin's recent post was an example of his manipulation, Johnson continued. I didn't like that he brought up his children in the post as well as Paul Walker's death. Leave them out of it. We had spoken months ago about this and came to a clear understanding. My goal all along was to end my amazing journey with this incredible Fast and Furious franchise with gratitude and grace, he added. It's unfortunate that this public dialogue has muddied the waters. Regardless, I'm confident that the Fast Universe and its ability to consistently deliver for the audience, and I truly wish my former co-stars and crew members the best of luck and success in the next chapter. Vin Diesel posted on Instagram something like this, and I'm going to read it right here. My little brother Duane, the time has come. The world waited. The world awaits the finale of Fast 10. As you know, my children refer to you as Uncle Duane in my house. There is not a holiday that goes by that they and you don't send well wishes. But the time has come. Legacy awaits. I told you years ago that I was going to fulfill my promise to Pablo. I swore that we will reach and manifest the best Fast in the finale that is 10. I say this out of love, but you must show up. Do not leave the franchise idle. You have a very important role to play. Hobbs can't be played by no one else. I hope that you rise to the occasion and fulfill your destiny. See that? See, I understand exactly where The Rock is coming from here. Dwayne Johnson, if you will. Those two guys don't like each other. Well, I can say this. Vin can put his uh, bygones be bygones before for money. And for doing and making another movie for the Fast people. But ultimately, it all comes down to money for Vin Diesel in the Fast franchise. Let's call a spade a spade here. Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, he doesn't need this. He doesn't need it at all. He's doing other things. He's doing Black Adam. He's doing uh, other movies, other Netflix movies. He got other things. He got products out here. He's He got a line in Under Armour that is selling amazingly well. Every time you go to the gym, you see somebody with an Under Armour t-shirt or shorts or even wearing the earbuds. I mean, Dwayne Johnson has his hands in so much pots. He's the most high-paid man in Hollywood right now, okay? Dwayne Johnson doesn't need to come back to the Fast franchise. And plus, to add it on top of that, he don't like Vin Diesel. They just call a spade a spade. He don't like Homeboy. And I hold on to grudges too, so I understand... The Rock not wanting to break bread with Vin Diesel. And there's no disrespect to Vin. I don't know you personally, but I just know as a person that holds on to a grudge for somebody, yo, if you and that person talked it out and you said nah, and you guys said it privately, had a conversation as The Rock said that you guys had it privately, which I can believe him having that conversation with Vin Diesel privately. I'm not gonna lie, I can believe it. And then having you're a person that you don't like and Dwayne doesn't like Vin come out here on social media and post a post like that dog I can see how The Rock really would get more upset and probably in this gym just throwing weights and cussing up a storm and making it seem like he's now being petty for not coming back to the Fast franchise and the world's gonna make it seem like that post is gonna make it seem like he's petty like come back to the franchise you can do this do this for us Dwayne Johnson A.K.A. The Rock doesn't need this. He's a millionaire on his way to being a billionaire if we're really going to be honest about this because his star is nothing but continue to rise. It's on the rise and on the cusp and on the cusp, like continuously up there. There's nothing that's going to shoot his star down, all right? 
So as a person that understands taking negative people out of your life and put them way over to somewhere else, as a matter of fact, doesn't even make them a part of your life anymore, take them out of your life completely, I can respect his decision for not wanting to do this movie with uh, Vin. I can understand it completely. He doesn't rock with Vin, and he knows that Vin doesn't rock with him. He knows that he's doing this for money. Hey, that's fine and dandy. You got The Rock's blessing for saying, hey, yo, I will still uh, support the rest of the cast, support the rest of the crew members. Hey, I will support them. Do whatever they want to do. Do whatever you guys got to do. But do not put me in this garbage. You know what I, you know how I feel about you. I ain't rocking with you, homie. And as a person that holds a grudge, I can respect it. I just don't like that uh, Vin came out there and did that on social media. I don't like it. I don't, but I'm also glad that The Rock cleared that up to make it seem, to let the world know, hey, listen, I told him in private, he made this out the public thing, I told him privately, I will not come back, and uh, he just wanted to do this just to make me be like a bad guy out here, but I'm glad The Rock did tell his truth, well, not his truth, the truth, and um, we're just gonna have to see how Fast 10's gonna turn out, I didn't see Fast 9 yet, but, uh, Let's just see how it turns out. Why not? Maybe. Who knows? He might... Rock Dwayne might have a change of heart. Somebody might talk to him. Shoot, his daughters might talk to him and say, Daddy, do the movie with Vin Diesel or whatever the case may be. Who knows? Uh, I'll keep that updated. And finally, last but not least, I want to talk about Kanye West and Kim Kardashian right now. All right? And it's going to be short. And it's basically me going to be goofballing on this one because I take this... Uh, funny, but slash personally. Not personally, like, oh my god, that affects me, but like, this is a serious thing a little bit. Um, it's been reported that Kanye West bought a house across the street from Kim Kardashian's home, and he's already tearing it down because apparently it was a tear-down home. He's gonna try to rebuild either a home or something on there, but he's tearing the house down. Either way, the main thing is Kanye West bought a house across the street from Kim Kardashian. It's said that he's there to be there for his children. Now, public guy, Kim Kardashian is messing around with Pete Davidson out here. Pete Davidson, a comedian on SNL, uh, probably a B-level, like, yeah, B-level, like, star out here. He's more or less being known for being, like, the arm candy of Ariana Grande than start dating other hot celebrity females which people don't know how Pete Davidson be pulling them, but that's Pete Davidson's claim to fame right now. If we're really going to be truly honest, that's basically what it is. I don't like how people are trying to say that Kanye West is being uh, manipulative. This is being toxic. I don't like it. I'm going to say it like this. Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian, every time, somehow, someway, every week, you hear something about Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian. Every week. And that's by design, might I add. That's by design. We know how the Kardashians' uh, system, their farmhouse work. They get a, somebody to report it to the paparazzi, and ta-da, they get photos out here, they get statements out here, all throughout the woodwork. We've seen it, we've heard about it constantly throughout the years. It's no secret to me. The thing is, you know you're dealing with Kanye West, right? Kanye West? The guy that has come out by saying he's bipolar. Kanye West, the guy who's trying to live right. Well, 
He's only come out to say that he's trying to live right. So I don't even go by somebody's words that's come out their own mouth. The guy that's trying to say that he's trying to win his wife back, that Kanye West, you know that having photos out here with Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson is only going to drive Kanye West to a different side of the spectrum. He's not going to be like, oh, okay, Kim's doing her thing, yay. Nah. This man is out here constantly, every time, saying, I'm trying to fight for my family, fight for my family. And yes, it might contradict it when he's out here with models and everything else. But guess what? She's out here with Pete Davidson right now. People might say, but if you're fighting for somebody, you can't be doing... Uh Uh-uh. We're going to cut that. We're not on the same spectrum or level of money talk with these rich and high celebrity people. They play a different game. They play a different mindset and mentality, and it's different. Yes, it shouldn't be different. It should all be the same, but whenever that money talks and everything else has to be for public image or uh, your branding or whatever the care, whatever it may be. Everything is different. Kanye West and Kim Kardashian, they were literally together. Kim Kardashian was the woman that everybody knew for the sex tape. And then it turned into a uh, woman that was known for doing nothing at one point. Now she's become a lawyer. Kanye West, a rapper. Well, he's not a rapper because he's a musician. He's an entertainer. That's what I call Kanye West more of an entertainer because if you put him on an interview, guess what? He's going to be entertaining. He's going to talk your ear off, but he's going to be dropping some knowledge at the exact same time while he's doing it. Don't just think because he's talking uh, wild or crazy and you're not understanding it. That doesn't mean that he's not being entertaining. That doesn't mean that he's not dropping knowledge that people can grab and hold on to. Kanye West is doing that. Kanye West is different. We all know this, okay? You can't be photographing yourself out here with Pete Davidson or another guy, because I'm not just saying this is Pete Davidson's situation here. You're photographing yourself out here with another man, flaunting it around everywhere, and almost every week, Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson's out here. It could have been Kim Kardashian and another guy, but right now it's Pete Davidson. It's a problem. Kanye West bought a house next door, well, across the street, so he can look at his kids and also keep his eye on Kim Kardashian, if we're really going to be honest here. And I can't be mad at that at all, because the man is saying, hey, I need you, I need you, come back to me. And if you are saying to him, you know, I'm not being with you, I'm going to be supportive with you, as Kim Kardashian has at his uh, concerts, she be there with the kids um, at Virgil's final tribute at, um, I believe it was uh, Louis Vuitton situation. I mean, they were there together. I mean, come on now. How can you not think that in Kanye's mind that him and Kim are taking the right steps. Kim might be thinking to herself, listen, I'm being there for you. I'm being supportive with you, but I'm not, but we're not together. In Kanye's mind, he's not taking it there that way because you are literally there with them. Every concert, she's there with the kids. Any type of, more or less, if there's a fashion show coming up, guess who's going to be there? Kim and the kids. It's going to be that type of situation. But what I want Kanye to understand, listen, dog, if Kim doesn't want to be with you, you got to let that go. Sure, you can have the house next door to 
uh, house across the street from Kim or whatever you want to build right there next <laughs> across the street from Kim. That's cool. But you can't be stalking her like that, dog. You can't be doing that if that's what you're doing. Let me tell you that right now. So this warning that do not stalk Kim Kardashian, but also Kim Kardashian, Kardashian factory there. You guys cannot be having Kim out here publicized with her boy toy out here just flinging their arm left and right. You don't see Kanye out here flinging his arm with his woman or model everywhere. No, 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 no. You don't see that. It's a rarity if you see Kanye out here, if we're really going to be honest. It's not a rarity if you see Kim Kardashian out here. If Kim's out here flaunting her arms with another guy as Kanye is out here constantly pleading his love and pleading out to you saying, I need you. Don't be doing that because you are going to set that man off to another situation. And I think that's where certain people might want him to go. Because if Kanye loses control, Kim gets control of the kids. That's exactly how it works in America. And especially with Kanye being a black man and we already have the stigma of America about black men are nuts or black men are crazy, especially with now Kanye West. Come on now, let's keep it a buck fifty here. America give black men that stigma that we are violent people, that we are this and that, we're controlling or whatever the case may be. Listen, right now, it's not the great time for Kanye to set himself off off of looking at Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson's photos or statements by her publicist coming out here in whatever the case may be. Listen, it ain't the best time. So Kardashian Factory, if you happen to somehow find this clip of me talking, one, hello. Two, stop it. Stop it now, please. I beg of you, please. Kill your publicist game. Kill your paparazzi game. Stop it. Make it away. The exact same way how Kanye can do it and every other celebrity can do it. You find a way out how you can stop having your uh, situation, your little boy toy, your little situation that you have with whoever dude you got with. Stop it being out here in the public because Kanye is bipolar. We know this. We know how he can get. We know how Kanye can flip a switch, and it's not going to look good. And if you love your kids as much as you say you do, Kim, you don't want your kid's father to be out here looking crazy. You don't want that. And you don't want your kids to have to grow up and look at it on the internet because guess what? Your kids are going to look at your past. It's going to happen. Your kids are going to look at their father's past. It's going to happen. And see you posting photos out there and then your father tripping over because of your you dating a guy and you guys being posted up everywhere and he just flip out. Well, you don't want that. You love your kids. I know you love your kids. I'm hoping you love your kids. Don't do that. And Kanye, you love your kids. You went on Drink Champs and say, hey, yo, my kids want me and their mother to get back together. Shoot, I want me and my, my wife to get back together. That's my wife. I haven't signed the papers yet. You stated this all out on Drink Champs. It's on public record. It's on wax, if you will. Do not trip out. Do not act crazy. Do not do Kanye-ish things. Constantly do your thing. Make music. Make um clothing. Do whatever you got to do. But please, for the love of God, do not act out of character. And people might say, Joe, acting yay is in this character. No, 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 no. Don't go that way. Just do what you've been normally doing. 
make music, do clothing, hang around with your high, rich celebrity friends, socialize, if you will. Do that. Do not, and I repeat, do not go crazy, okay? Please, for the love of both of your, for the love of all your kids, Kim, you know what you got to do. Stop it. Kanye, you know what you got to do. Stop it. That's my PSA to them. And to anybody else, if you're in a relationship where women, if you know what you're doing to make a man get upset, stop that. And men, if you're doing something that you know your girl ain't gonna like, don't do it because you guys are just playing a sad, toxic game which nobody ends up being the winner. Trust me, nobody ends up being the winner. It's just gonna cause pain and suffering for everybody, including the kids, okay? Now, with all that being said, let me give you guys my social media tips and links so I can get you guys out of here. Twitter, you can find me at, at My2Podcast. Instagram, My2SensePodcast G2. And my email, if you want to email me about anything, whether it be business opportunities or email me about how you feel, because again, my email is open for everybody. And I'm going to constantly say this every single podcast until somebody takes me up on the offer. And then even when they do, I'm still going to say it every single podcast. My email is my two cents pod at yahoo.com my the number two c-e-n-t-s-p-o-d at yahoo.com that emails for anybody wants to email me about whether they're happy they're sad they're emotional this is the beginning of the new year um hey you guys got new year's resolutions if you have some and you don't know who to tell it to my email is right there okay this upcoming week, I will be back on the uh, app called Wisdom. I took a long break off. The last time I was on was like the week of uh, Thanksgiving. So it's been a month and a couple weeks since I've been off. But this following week, well, this come, upcoming week, this week that we're on now, I'll be on the Wisdom app. Please look out for me on that. Uh, I want to thank Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbeam, Amazon Music, and Audible for keeping me around i want to say thank you to all you guys because again you guys can easily kick me off your platforms and you guys haven't you guys have been rocking with the kid for a good solid year i want to say thank you for that and with all that being said always remember i love you 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 all i hope you guys have a great first week of the new year please for the love of god be safe out here there's still people out here driving crazy on the road this is going to be your first week going back to your regular activities aka going back to your government jobs please be safe please be careful you will hear from me next week well technically you'll hear from me tomorrow if you want to hear about uh wwe day one pay-per-view that happened literally last night but if not you'll hear from me next week on my sunday episode but if not hey that's cool and that's fine um, I want to thank you for do for tuning in again. This isn't goodbye. This is until you hear from the sweet sounding voice again. This has been G2. This has been a My Two Cents podcast. I love you all. Please be safe and careful. Please say a prayer too. It'll do great wonders if you just say a prayer every single day. Trust me, it'll do wonders for you. And with that being said, Kanye, can you please take us home? I'm tired. You tired? Uh-huh. Jesus wept. Uh-huh.